Praise the Lord Jesus. Welcome to a new exciting series of Rewrite the Narratives. And so it has been my great pleasure to be God's messenger. I believe that all of us will learn more and grow more from these uh, series that will be presented through this podcast. This is your truly Dr. Colleen Shan sharing with you from the voice of prayer. I thank the Holy Spirit for leading and I have no doubt, no reservation that he has in fact led me to embark in this. There's something about the narrative, there's something about the story that we have been told or we have embraced for a long time. Perhaps we have told ourselves stories and we have told ourselves things that don't even exist, never existed at all. I believe the Holy Spirit really wants to renew us. He really wants to revitalize us and redirect us. And so as you come on this journey, I pray that your heart will be blessed and your spirit man will come alive as you begin to have a new introspection about what you have believed and what you have held on and how you have seen yourself in some situations. Father, I thank you and I bless you and I honor you and I give you the glory and the honor and I praise your name right now and I thank you that you have opened my spirit to this new and exciting series. My God, the narratives in the name of Jesus. Oh God, narratives, my God so many different themes depending on who is writing. Father, there are some drunkards who have written narratives that your people have embraced. Ah, oh God, there are some homosexuals who have written narratives that people don't even know their lifestyles. And mighty God, they have embraced. Oh, Jesus, there are some prostitutes who are still living those lives who have written some narratives, those whose moral have declined, but yet they are writing, oh God, stories, narratives, and people who don't even know about them, mighty God, are reading it. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, mighty God, as they begin to listen and rewrite the narratives, that the yoke will be broken in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, and mighty God, they will come alive with the word that is used to support, oh God, and it's the basis of this new series in Jesus' name. Rewrite the narrative, and this is week two. Last week, I introduced the narrative. Um, I was in Mexico last week as well, and... About 6.30 p.m., I started having a conversation I with God. I knew it was him. As about an hour earlier, I got in the room and decided to, you know, to search the television station for something juicy <laughs> to watch. And by that, I mean my favorite, of course, Chicago PD, Law and Order, Blue Blood, CSI. But I felt a hunger to just talk with God and sometime later the words came and I know that this is what the Lord wanted me to share this week the first rewrite the narrative 
has to do with a consistent trust of his word. So that is what he speaks about, a consistent trust of his word. It is really absolute time that we really, really, really believe that he exists and not a figment of our imaginations. And you may differ, but how else do we explain the seesaw confidence that we have been exhibiting? It is time to take that Bible and literally hold it up and declare, this time I will believe. I think about when God ministered to John when he was banished on the Isles of Patmos. And God told him, which is John, to write these things, the things that shall be thereafter. So much took place when Jesus came to earth, right? So I'm moving back a little bit now. So, so, so much took place when Jesus came to earth. He was prophesied to come. And we see that he was pursued by Herod. His life was in jeopardy. And much more happened after his death and ascension. So again, we know that he was prophesied to come, but things nonetheless happened, right? There was a narrative concerning his life. And even though his life was on a particular path to bring us glory there were some things that John was given instruction when he was banished when Jesus left the earth and he John was banished on the Isles of Patmos God told him to write these things and so the faith of many were wavering right so even as John wrote that the faith of many were wavering. Many were scattered. And some just didn't want to believe the end and what was to come. John had to write now to encourage and reveal what the end was. But most importantly, the hope of eternal glory. So John's narrative talked about the things that were going to happen but that is not the whole story to John's narrative we see the hope of glory that is a change of the narrative in which it started out Jesus was pursued he was crucified but that was not the end of his narrative do you remember when Jesus was being baptized what did God say? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When Jesus and his disciples was on the Mount of Transfiguration, God said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. So the narrative of Jesus' life, we have a good synopsis of what it was. And we see that the way it started out was not the way it ended and by that I mean it was not the end of the end 
And so in the end of his death, we saw the glorious manifestation of what we now have, the opportunity to embrace and to live because now we have an opportunity to reign with Jesus forever. Look at the narrative. Look at how it changed. Jesus stayed the course because he knew exactly what was to come. And so, as I said, the faith of many were wavering, many were scattered, and some just didn't want to believe the end and what was to come. John had to write now to encourage and reveal what the end was, but most importantly, the hope of eternal glory. I wanted to just recap that. John was banished, but he had to believe as he wrote. He had to believe. Jesus was giving him instruction. What he was seeing, he was rewriting the narrative of his life. The pain, the agony, and of course, joy. <laughs> joy in the Isle of Patmos, when God begins to commune with you through, through his son, Jesus Christ. It changes everything. So John was there, and, and an instruction to him was to write because now God wanted to ensure that we not only saw what things looked like in that moment, but what was to come. He had that moment to reflect. He had the word and he used it. He might not have documented all of that, but believe me, God knows how to comfort Perhaps as you sit down to write or, to, you know, to take notes and begin this journey to rewrite the narrative. As you begin each week, as the Holy Spirit is speaking in reverse, it may not look like what the Father is seeing. This is because you do not have a panoramic view, a view from an altitude or a distance. What you have, what I have, is a situational view. And the Holy Spirit gave that to me. A situational view. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit didn't give me everything, but that new concept, I've never heard it before. We have a situational view. That is something present, which is often analyzed and solved using marginal resources available to us. Glory be to God. That's what the Holy Spirit says. So remember, God's eyes goeth to and fro the earth. It is expedient that we trust the unseen eyes and declare where he leads. I will go. What he says, I will do. And now you can add what he instructs, I will write. God bless you as you continue to listen, share, and receive a life transformational journey with God. Thank you again. God bless you in Jesus' name.